And uh, so, yeah, I go there. And so uh, she gave me the room number. And I said, that's the actual room number I was in. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see where this is going, She man. says, well, that B beat me here. <laughs> and I said, beat you there? She said, yeah. I'm the one. I've been taking care of him. And his children have been taking care of him. She said, so if I meet you over there, can what we do, can you supersede that? That uh, <laughs> that power of maturity. Oh. I said, no, I can't do that, ma'am. I, 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 I prefer to stay out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we went on, and I just told her I, I couldn't get involved again because I'd already been paid for this transaction. Mm. And uh, But my, my, my real, uh, what quandary to me was, of all the notaries in the world, right. how, did these, <laughs> how did these two adversaries find me? And they both, neither one of them lived in Nashville. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Corks, Screws, and Contracts. I'm Wyatt Wallace. And I'm Jennifer Hamrick. And what if you can't be there when you need to be there for your closing? Well, here's the answer today. But first, Jennifer, what are we sipping on? We are sipping on Josh Rosé, mm. which is out of California. Fantastic. You know, it is a rosé. Well, and you're more of a fan of rosés than I am. I don't even know what you're trying to say. Oh, that did sound bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just like dry reds, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Julia Shook is a Nashvillian, a local native. Uh, he spent 32 years with the United States Air Force as a public affairs photographer and superintendent. And he also became a mobile notary. And that's why we have him on the show today with ASUMobileNotary.com, a veteran-owned business. Julia Shook, thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. Thanks for allowing me to speak and share your morning with you. Oh, yes, thank pleasure. you for being here. Thank you for being here. I'm a notary. Notary public. A notary public is an official of integrity appointed by the state government, typically by the Secretary of State, to serve the public as an impartial witness in performing a variety of official fraud deterrent acts related to signing up of important documents, okay. i.e., deeds, wills, powers of attorney, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And, so, uh, it, it's an ancient, actually, notaries are, are ancient. They were used in Rome. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. It's when they use the little wax, <laughs> wax signature oh, yes. things, seals. Uh, it's just, it goes way back. I want But one it's of usually those. a person of integrity, or they seek a person of integrity. Well, that's good. So you're one of those people. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's more than just I have a license. I have the state said cool. They want to make sure that you are a person of integrity, so that you can kind of give. Um, not necessarily testimony to that person being who they are. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Have you? Uh, well, we try to assure mm-hmm. that the person that we're doing business with are who they say they are, and who or who they need to be. And I do that by various ways, uh, various government IDs. Uh, it's even the clause there where I can eyeball somebody and say, "Oh, yeah, that, that's why it." He's a I've known him before, uh-huh. and uh, so I don't have to see his ID. I know he's—I know he, who he says, so I can attest 
to his uh, legality, actually. Yes. Okay. In this transaction. Have you dealt with twins before? <laughs> no, I haven't dealt with twins. Yeah. I haven't dealt with twins. That's an interesting question. No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm that was about. good. That, uh, that was. Uh, they might get by me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Way that's to a good to question. Complicate it. You, you know, know I got to do what I can. <laughs> that was a good. Yeah. That was a good question. I've never right. thought of it. And I have several twin friends, mm-hmm. and they've been trying to get by their teachers since we were in grade school, <laughs> and by the principal when one of them didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're pretty that's, skilled that's at a, it. That's a. Uh, that's a good question. That's actually something for me to look into. <laughs> ah, well, Thank you for asking. It's my pleasure. <laughs> so you're from the Nashville area originally. Yes, I'm a native Nashvilleian. No I, I attended Tennessee State University. However, I received my Bachelor of Science degree in business from uh, Aquinas College. Oh. I uh, also uh, spent served 32 years in the U.S. Air Force as a photographer and superintendent of public affairs. Wow, thank you thank for your you. service. Thank you, and you're yeah. welcome. Ah, so uh, we had, we've I've known you for a little while, yes. and man, by doing photography work, you've been to so many countries. I've uh, actually I've been to forty two foreign countries. Wow! And I've actually traveled with various uh, various and sundry dignitaries. Mm-hmm. I was in the Gore entourage for a while. Vice President Gore, and I traveled with the Clintons. Mm-hmm. Uh, not regularly, but I've, I've, I've had assignments uh, when they were in when they were in a public officials when they were public officials. I've yeah. had assignments with them. I went to I went to Africa with Tipper Gore once. Oh and, wow, uh, Colin Powell. Wow. Do um, would you say any of your photo work might be in uh, a presidential library or? Or actually, magazine. I have. A, actually, I saw some of my work the other day in the Beijing Press. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I was required to do was submit a photo every month to the, oh. what's called the Joint Combat Camera Center uh-huh. in D.C. And all the news agencies, because uh, it's already approved, all the news agencies and people of, with interest can search this database of military photographs. They put in a title. Uh, yeah, no, and uh, my, some of my work is there. So it's only one a month. As uh, I'm only required to okay. submit one a month. I could submit a hundred, okay. but I'm only required to sit, uh, submit one a month. I was only required to sit one a month okay. uh, to assure that I kept my skill set up, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and the technology changes pretty often, so they want you to uh, be able to do it today. You know, mm-hmm. and so that kept me pretty busy. Interesting. Well, when did you decide, I want to open this notary business and, and put your passion that way? I, uh, my passion for notary service began when I was in the Air Force. I was close to retirement and my workload was minimal. Mm-hmm. I was approached by, uh, approached by my commander and, and asked me, would I be the notary public for my base? Oh. And uh, I did. I said, so I would. Every military member is required to have a will before deploying to a location. Okay. And so I would have to notarize. So everybody gets a will. You have to have a will. Wow. And you bring in witnesses, and uh, we would provide witnesses for you. And it has to go on file with the U.S. government, and you keep a copy for your home. Huh. Uh, I notarized documents for different. I, at that point, I realized that this was a needed service. Notarization is needed in several areas of our life that include power of attorney, wills, 
health care transfer of assets yeah. uh, from one generation to the other. Uh, there's a fair amount of, as you may know, fair amount of trickery mm-hmm. uh, at play when you're transferring property. Fair amount of trickery, absolutely. And I do know that service men- members do, um, you know, there are people that try to target service members yes. for that. Uh, I've had, I guess this can be said, I've had instances, well, I've seen instances where I've documented giving somebody, where I've officiated against my power of attorney, Mm -hmm. and uh, they sold property, sold the property right up under the person's face. I mean, right up under their nose before they go on pretty much. And so it's a fair amount of uh, fraud that does go on. Uh And I can't assure against the fraud, but I can assure that you who you say you are before you per- per- perpetuate the fraud. <laughs> perpetrate the fraud, right? <laughs> Net Worth Realty of Nashville is growing wealth in Tennessee by providing people across the Nashville metropolitan area with the tools and expertise they need to succeed in the residential real estate market. Their specialists understand the ins and outs of Nashville and are experts at locating undervalued properties in the city's most desirable neighborhoods. That's Net Worth Realty of Nashville, 615-823-2777. This podcast is brought to you in part by Gore & Reynolds, PLLC, a law firm that focuses on real estate transactions. Whether you're trying to make sure your property is STR ready or you have to close on a contract quickly. The attorneys at Gore & Reynolds strive to make sure that every investor and real estate professional has the protection of the law. Give them a call at 615-784-3969 and check out their website at gorerentalslaw.com. So specifically, I guess that's part of it. We did talk about property, but real Mm -hmm. estate. Um, How many transactions would you say on average that you do in a year that are about land or... um, Homes. Homes. Yeah. I would say uh, uh, in a year, maybe 60 so far. I mean, not this year, but Mm -hmm. on average, about 60 a year. That's Uh, a good good amount. And uh, uh, one thing is is, uh, uh, I usually deal with out-of-town title companies, Mm -hmm. mostly. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm just the local rep uh, to make sure that the paperwork transfers. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's pretty interesting. It can be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. Speaking of transferring wealth, sure. According to AARP, ten thousand Americans turn the age of sixty-five every day. Wow. This trend is expected to continue until probably about twenty twenty-three. So that's thirteen years of sixty of of ten thousand people turning sixty-five every day. That's the baby boomers. So there's a lot of uh, we're experiencing the largest transfer of wealth and assets in the history of the United States. You know, this is as an investor is a really useful to have someone like you on the team because there may be times when I'm purchasing property in Davidson County, but uh, but the owner is in a surrounding county and I might not be able to make it to them, but they want to sign it with someone. You know, it yes. needs to be notarized in order for it to go through, and they can't get here because of whatever reason, transportation or. Or timing, timing, uh, and you don't want to. You know, in, in, in Nashville traffic, uh, oh. it's kind of hard to get around, and yeah. uh, you don't want to tie up everybody's time. Uh, stuck in traffic, uh, especially during rush hour, when they could be doing taking care of personal and professional tasks of their own. Hmm. So I'm actually a time tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I like that. A time. Time tool. <laughs> well, and there's nothing more, like investors want to, you know, be aware of their time. Yes. And not waste it on certain certain parts that aren't necessarily making them money. money. Right. You know, right. so right. sitting in traffic. It's certainly is, not making any money. Correct. I spend time uh, in nursing homes, assisted living. Mm-hmm. Uh, go there, and the family members usually meet me there at the uh, assisted living centers. Uh, I spend uh, sometimes I'm in ICU, oh. end of life issues. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of interesting uh, that I get to see this part aspect of life because yeah. nobody wants to think about the end. Yeah, but it happens. Do you find that people on the whole are unprepared for that discussion? Yes, I think we put it off. Uh, I think it's avoided. Uh, I don't know. Or I can imagine it's nothing. That, it's not a pleasant thought, I guess, to think about the end of anybody's life. Yeah. And some people are, are more prepared than others. Uh, so certain demographics. I see that uh, the wealthier, if I can say that, mm-hmm. the more affluent people uh, tend to take care of that in advance. Maybe that's from knowing from being from families where they're passing down wealth. Mm-hmm. But families, uh, a lot of middle-class families uh, put that off. Mm-hmm. I hate to put, be socioeconomic here, but uh, mm-hmm. that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, they kind of put that off. It might even be hard to just accept. that. I believe that's it. Yeah. You know, I believe that's it. It's like, well, you know, we'll be around here. And, uh, and I think, you know, and I have some people call me about, I've had wheels that I've, worked on and I helped assisted others with mm-hmm. and when I talked to my city did you ever get that complete no well I haven't gotten a chance to get around to that yet yeah. <laughs> we, we've done everything but them filing it right <laughs> <laughs> I uh, if you don't mind me telling the story right quick yeah. I, uh, I had a contact uh, guy contacted me from New York about mm-hmm. uh, a year ago hmm. about making a local call to a business mm-hmm. okay and uh, he we talked fees and he said fine you know, they would go go to the location, and I went to the location. It was an office, you know, maybe six people, five people, and I needed all five signatures, and we accomplished that. And so uh, the local guy said, you know, I think I, I think your prices are a little extreme. And I said, well, you know, I, I was dealing with a guy in New York, and I'm sure they were extreme at New York prices. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the one that made the contact, and uh, yeah. so he agreed right away. Now I said so. Uh, since I am a time tool, I want you to realize that for you to lock up your business and your five employees and go to the bank, it's costing far more to you mm-hmm. than what my fee is because you lose the money by being closed. Uh, you're still paying their salary and they're not in the office. That's right. And so you, you have lost productivity. So it, doesn't seem, it might seem like a, a nice little hefty check to you right now, mm-hmm. but uh, over the course of time, it's, it was an investment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Looking for fast and easy financing on your next real estate project? Property Recycling is that perfect fit. Reach out today and find out just how easy your next investment property loan can be. Property Recycling can finance 100% of your purchase and rehab at competitive rates. Call Allison at 615-806-7500 or visit PropertyRecycle.com for more information and an easy online application. One question we always like to ask, and I know you had kind of started a story before we started recording. Um, it, any 
funny, scary, real interesting stories of through any real estate transactions you've had? <laughs> I haven't had many in, uh, funny stories in real estate, uh, okay. but I have had some in uh, uh, transactions or transfer of assets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one day I received a call from a, a, a customer, a potential customer, and asked me to meet them at a local hospital, and I did, and they gave me the room number. Mm -hmm. And I met them. They'd asked me to come there first. I did. I told them I, I, that's part of my area. Yeah. And uh, I was a veteran, a very ill veteran, uh, about World War II type. Uh, it was an older guy. Hmm. And he couldn't make any, you know, he couldn't answer any questions. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, I asked his uh, daughter, who made the call, for his ID. And she said he didn't have any, I, he didn't have his ID, but he doesn't know he doesn't have any ID because his girlfriend has taken his ID and his truck. And his ID was in his truck, but he doesn't know any of this. <laughs> he doesn't know it, and so he's there. And I said, well, I need an ID. I really need to see an ID, because this could be anybody mm -hmm. sitting here and uh, not trying to transfer his money. Right. And I said, uh, however, in the state of Tennessee, there is a stipulation that I can actually eyeball somebody and validate who they are. Mm -hmm. And I kind of stretched it a little on this one. I've been in the military for 30 years. This guy's mm -hmm. retired veteran in 30, for 30 years. I mean, mm -hmm. he'd been in the military 30 years. I said, I'm sure I've seen you somewhere, sir. But <laughs> <laughs> before in our 60 year careers, we've met before. Not so not. I'm going to vouch that you say you who you say you are, because mm -hmm. I'm allowed to do that under the law. And I'm sure I've met you before. Yeah. And so I did that. And, uh, and I did take a picture of his uh, uh, hospital bracelet yeah. to go along with the paperwork. Okay. And uh, she was very, uh, uh, the, the wife, I mean the mm -hmm. daughter, was very grateful. Mm -hmm. uh, about two weeks later, uh, I received a call from someone else that asked me, did I go to this particular hospital? And I said, yes, I did. I was only there recently. Mm -hmm. I was at that hospital recently. And uh, so, yeah, I go there. And so uh, she gave me the room number. And I said, that's the actual room number I was in. <laughs> <laughs> See where this is going, She man. says, well... The, the woman talking to that day says, that bee beat me here. <laughs> and I said, beat you there? She said, yeah, I'm the one, I've been taking care of him, and his children have been taking care of him, and now they've come in, and uh, uh, she said, so if I meet you over there, can what we do, can you supersede that that uh, <laughs> that power of attorney? I said, no, I can't do that, ma'am. I, 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 I prefer to stay out of this. <laughs> and uh, we went on, and I just told her I, I couldn't get involved again because I'd already been paid for this transaction. Mm. And, uh, but my, my, my real, uh, what the quandary to me was, of all the notaries in the world, right. how, did these, how did these two adversaries find me? And they both, neither one of them lived in Nashville. <laughs> wow. Wow. So what if they had found another notary, I'm just curious, and they had gone out there, would yours stand because uh, yours was first? If it had been filed. Okay. Okay. Uh, it would probably, that would be for another <laughs> level of authority okay. than, than me. Because uh, both of them, well, I, I would suspect the daughter had a, a greater right yeah. than the girlfriend. Because the daughter's going to say she's been stealing from him and whatever else. And she mm -hmm. probably, the daughter probably stands to uh as the next of kin anyway. Correct. Mm -hmm. okay. So I don't know how that would actually turn out, <laughs> but it was quite interesting uh, to get jammed up in that particular uh, event. Yeah. Uh, and I had one, one, I had one customer once call me at, on Saturday night and ask me, could I meet him at a 
hospital and on the next day because mm-hmm. someone had been involved in a car wreck and uh, they needed uh, a notary, a, a document signed where she could, he could go take items out of the car since uh-huh. this lady was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we talked for a minute and then he called me back the next morning and said, uh, well, be honest with you, uh, there was a homicide involved in this car wreck. So I said, well, you probably need greater representation. (laughs) You probably need to get that from the impound at the police station. Yeah, you probably need need, need to go further than that, Uh, further than my expertise, because I don't don't know, I've never run across this situation before. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I was speaking to you earlier, Mm. I had a call from a, uh, a man, a lawyer in Texas, an attorney in Texas, asked me to meet him in Dixon, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And he had to, he, had, he didn't tell me what his paperwork was. But once we got there, uh, I met the, his client, or somebody he was coming to see. And uh, this man, the gentleman in Dixon, his mother had ceded 500 acres of land to him, to him in Texas Mm. in the 50s that he had never seen the land himself. He says he's never went down there and looked at it. He thought it was just tumbleweeds. Right. <laughs> but oil had been discovered on this land and the wow. people that discovered the land, I mean, discovered the oil, were trying to get drilling rights. Uh-huh. And uh, they came to see him in Nashville to tell him about his new windfall. I mean, <laughs> yeah. in Dixon, tell him about his new windfall. And, uh, and they were, I think it was about $50,000 a month they were, as royalties, they were giving wow. him. Surprisingly. Yes. <laughs> yes. So they weren't going to buy the land. They were just, just going to. Yeah, just for mineral rights. Well, okay. Yeah. 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 So he kept the land, which he had never seen. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, Man, for 50000 a month. Thanks, yeah. thanks mom. Yeah. 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 Six hundred grand. Just, just wake up in the morning. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And he was, uh, I recall, he was a. Uh, a jazz collector. He invited me to listen to his collection. Mm-hmm. Really, oh, he did. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, the guy. <laughs> uh, I know that you mentioned that a person should be of um, of good character as far as uh, reputable. Is that the good words? I forget what you integrity said. Integrity is what I said. Yeah. One of, of integrity. What if someone wants to be a, a mobile notary like yourself? Uh, there's a, You'd go to the Davidson County Clerk's Office and fill out an application. Mm-hmm. They will do a uh, perform a background check. It's fairly extensive, also, mm-hmm. and it's like a three month process. Mm-hmm. They'll do a background check, and then uh, they will present your information—not you physically, but your information, your background, your application, and whatever pertinent information—to the Metro Council. Oh. And so uh, your information is presented for the council, Davis County Council in this case, uh-huh. and uh, they will have to approve it. And then they send it on to the Secretary of State of the state of Tennessee, and he issues the commission. I noticed uh, the, the stamp that you use. Stamp. It has a set number of uh, years on it. Well, in, in Tennessee, it's the, the stamp itself doesn't have the years on it. Oh. But most, most documents require you to have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. On uh on the document you yes. when your when your commission expires. So as my commission expires, nine May of twenty twenty three. So I got a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got some time. So uh, hey, uh, you'll be finishing out that ten thousand a year, sixty five year old. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah. So me being a retiree, I uh, I know the importance of it also too because I have children mm-hmm. that I have to wait. 
how I'm going to dispense my assets. Yeah. Kind of a sobering thought, too. Yeah. Yes. Well, we wish you the very best on that. Well, thank you. Thank you for being with us, thank Julie. You. Thank you. And thank you for allowing me to share my story. Corkscrews and Contracts. Podcast copyright 2019.